Sci-Fi for Me presents Jason Hunt and Timothy Harvey. This is the H2O Podcast. Three one two three. There we are. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of ADH Two O Podcast. My name is Jason Hunt, <laughs> and I am Timothy Harvey. It is episode one seventy B. Technology is eating us today. <sighs> the gremlins. The gremlins. The gremlins. Um, Maybe. We're trying to give you an out here. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you are not helping by by So we had we have one, us... one weekend where <laughs> I guess I, I, I don't know. Do we do we demote her back down to intern without portfolio? She survived the first time she was the intern. Will she again can given your track record She's not wearing a red shirt, so maybe But she can't she can only hobble away at a slower speed now. So uh. The things might catch her. All of the brilliant things that you just missed, ladies and gentlemen. I <laughs> we were very will, witty. It will never happen. I cannot again. tell you just how smart and erudite and uh, erudite. Oh, erudite. Thank you. Wow. Uh, how we were we were amazing. It's a shame that nobody thought to record it. <laughs> and now no one will ever know just how brilliant we just were. It was a wonderful rehearsal. <laughs> hey, we have a sponsor. We do, yes, <laughs> and we showed you those of you who have been watching live on our on our on our silent movie theater. Um, you've already seen that, but we'll show it again. Uh, SuperheroStuff.com, where uh, you can get a ten percent discount when you check out. You enter the promo code Sci-Fi for Me Ten, and uh, you can enter uh, SuperheroStuff.com on your URL, you know the the address bar in your browser, or you can scan that handy dandy QR code mm-hmm. that we've got. They do have a really fantastic collection of things. If you're a genre fan, you really need to check it out. Yes. All right. So Sci-Fi for Me Ten, mm-hmm. superhero stuff. Now we got some feedback. <laughs> We had some feedback this week from John Popham, who was a, a, a contri- who has contributed material to our site. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, John, by the way, for for giving us feedback. We do want to hear it. Yes, and uh, a couple of things he has has noted here. Um, we we did just go through all of this just a minute ago. Uh, okay. Um, uh, first of all, commended us for taking on the whole culture war conversation to begin with because that's something that a lot of people see as a third rail um or i think they come at it from from one side or another they don't it becomes it becomes a monologue even if it's more than one person there's no balance we don't they don't it's not fair um i'm just gonna leave that one alone come on on. leave it alone it was it it was it was yeah i don't Um, little too much time talking past each other which yes we probably do things yeah. things mm-hmm. kind of get away from us a little bit um although i, do, I, I would say that i did mention last week that sometimes when we have these conversations off the air and we do get more heated than you are like because we we when we record this stuff we make a conscious effort to try and listen to each other instead of talking past each other and it's not always successful because mm. you get into this kind of topics and sometimes it can be really hard right. um but yeah you guys have never heard the when it gets 
loud. It, it hasn't. It hasn't been that bad. Though. No, and not that. Not that often. We've had our moments, but yeah. that's you know. We, we at least we're talking. Yeah. One thing. One thing that John pointed out, and rightly so, and I will. I will. Uh, I will take this hit. Um, the fact that uh, I need to have more. Um, I I need to start taking more notes and writing notes mm. to myself of the material that we're covering when we get into stuff like this. Now, like for today, not any big deal. I mean, we're we're going to be talking about the different events that we're going to be at, some different right. plans and schemes for world domination. But um, we're talking about things what happened. You know, it's it's very easy. And the older I get, the worse my memory gets. And it's very easy for me to remember the broad strokes of things sure but it's more of a challenge and the and the longer we go the older i get the more of a challenge it is to, for my brain to hold on to the details and in this case the details can be very important yeah the details are killer yeah. yeah um and and in some in some particular situations like we see with the vic mignana situation the details change right every single day i've been i've been following that story and there's a number of people who have been following it, um, a, a number of YouTubers who are looking at all of this stuff, and they're doing a lot of digging to find information. Mm. They're not just sitting there going, well, I think. That, uh, they're actually trying to examine the circumstances from all the different you know, pieces of information that are available. And they keep changing every day. It's very, very difficult to... Sure. Um, to well, and unfortunately, that. with a situation like, like this, we come back to people rushing to judgment and just pick a pick pick a topic the the rush to judgment the rush to make a decision and the rest the rush to speak that this is this is what happened well mm -hmm. maybe not yeah maybe there's information you don't have maybe you need to take a breath or 12 or come back next week <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> um, right, we got a we got a note here. Some some live feedback mm. um, from a from a viewer. Yay! Saying that uh, our thank you for our, watching. Uh, our our time of silence was Mindy giving us a fifteen minute timeout for last week. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's what it was. That could you know yeah. what we should have done if we should have if we had known that it was going to be silent we could have been like screaming at each other oh, and good, thrashing good. up. We both get up and walk away. We come again. Hi folks, we're walking back. <laughs> but we didn't do that. No. Hmm. It's a thought for later, <laughs> Forget I said that folks, so it's fresh and new. Yes. Oh and and um and you know, we we talk about the the technical issues that we've got. Um and some different things. We had we had problems this morning. We were 15 minutes late on Good Morning Multiverse this morning. And now it appears that only one of the three cameras that we've got oh. is working. Because I look at the uh, we've we've got we've got cameras now for our close-ups, right? Yeah, Mr. Demille, and because you wanted to see us closer, <laughs> these two. You really didn't. There's actually a reason why I wanted them, um, <laughs> and I'll get into that in a second. But there's no lights on either either of them, so apparently the software is not talking to the cameras like like you do um but yeah to go back to to john's feedback he was talking about you know my my ad hoc arguments and mm. the you know the that thing but um my lack of detail and notes allowed you 
to derail the conversation. So we, we both get a little bit of a, of a hit there, but fair enough. Um, and thank you for the feedback. Yeah. And we do appreciate that. It's, it's, something See, this is how it's done. Actually, this is how it's yeah, done. Yeah. People say something and they sit there. Thank you for giving us feedback. Take note professionals from last week. This is kind of the point. Yes. Um, so here's here's the other thing he, he shared with us, and, and and since we've talked about the culture war, we're going to have to talk about it again. Um, there are now two different authors who have been Twitter bullied into taking their books yeah. off uh, the publication list. Um, Emily Wenzel was the first one mm-hmm. who had a book that had Chinese slavery as part of the story elements, and of course she just was like, well, you can't talk about slavery. You know, like, wait a minute. She's not even talking about slavery in America. Mm-hmm. And whether you like to acknowledge it or not, there are still parts of the world now where slavery is still a thing. Well, and historically, and it is. it has been um, around the world fairly extensively. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a terrible institution that is not new or unique to the United States. Yeah. Um, but, and, but now there's another, another YA uh, author who has been... Uh, bullied into taking his book off and apparently he was in the group that bullied her mm-hmm. and now he's getting it so uh it's, it's now you sent things. me you sent me the article that that covered all of this and i have to i have to give credit to the to the guy who wrote the article I'm, uh, I, I believe it was a guy i can't remember the name off the top of my head well there's a couple we got a couple of uh, we got a couple of articles here but this is um uh the publisher was sourcebooks fire the author kosoko 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 jackson requested the company withdraw publication of his debut YA historical novel, A Place for Wolves. Um, so this is the second of the two YA books. This one is set in the Kosovo Wars. And I have, uh, it gave me an insight. I was not aware just how contentious the YA community is about certain things. I had no, I, I'll be honest, I had no idea. Because I don't, I don't read a lot of, of YA books, and I have not dived into it much. And I mean, there's a few, there's a few okay. authors that I can highly recommend. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, kind of side, mm. sideways into that because mm. you have just swerved into mm. being more right than you than you think you are, and has, and you're, you've swerved not into, sure what that means. you've actually swerved into my point that. This kind of crap is happening in all aspects of fandom. Oh, I don't, and it's don't disagree with that. Much more frequently than you might want to acknowledge. Not, maybe not you, but you I was, generic. I was you. going to say we talked about this last week. I'm we pretty sure I acknowledged. It. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure I was talked, there. We also talked earlier this week about you know the the idea that you know the loudest voices on the internet are the ones that are more easily dismissed that you just you know oh well it's just the loudest voices and 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 i raise the point that you go back to the letter writing campaigns mm-hmm. of the 60s and 70s and 80s you know star trek right. was saved with the letter writing campaign Cagney and lacy you had the peanuts that went to the network sure, for, right. to save jericho and, convinced- and that's on, and that's on the edge by the way because that was the internet was around and and communication was but right. and and my point to you at the time when we talked about this was that culturally where we were writing letters versus where we are now with sending off a tweet is miles apart i mean worlds apart and and i will disagree with you there because conventional wisdom has always held in all of the advertising glasses you ever take mm. is, is that if somebody is fired up enough 
to write a letter or to sit down and write this long diatribe or a blog, you know, nowadays it'd be a blog post or something like that, where if they're actually taking the time to do something X, then the conventional wisdom has always been that that one person is representative of a group, whether it's, you know, Sure. 50 other people think the same thing. 500 other people mm-hmm. think the same thing. And that's been the case you know, even as recently as uh, uh, the TV series Chuck. Sure, right. I mean, Chuck is full-blown right there in the middle of the Internet mm-hmm. uh, right. in pretty much the same form that it is now. And the organized let's all go to Subway to show our support for the show Chuck. All uh, Same kind of thing. And it's... Because you have people that are speaking out mm-hmm. in some form or fashion, and the assumption has to be from the part of the network or the studio or the whoever, the assumption has to be these people are saying something, other people probably agree with them. And I don't disagree with that. But what I will disagree with is that the letter writing campaign, organizing a subway campaign, these are things that require effort. Shooting off a tweet, shooting off a one-line email, does not. Well, Sorry, it doesn't. It doesn't it could, require the do, same amount of you effort. Could do, or you can do that in five seconds and with no thought. Sure. In but, the 1980s. But that, but that doesn't go to my point that it's representative of what other people think. And I would still say that it's not the same because when you, culturally in the 70s and 80s, 60s, 70s and 80s, writing a letter was a big deal. Yeah. It meant something. I have, I have uh, <clears throat> somewhere. I still have a box that has the love letters from my ex-wife when we were in high school and college. Well, that's 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 not. Yes, it is. It, we, it is. It's a, it was a thing. It was a thing. Writing a letter was a thing you did. And if you wrote a letter to a studio about your TV show, right. it was not. Don't cancel my show. It's. Don't cancel my show, and here's the reason why. It right. took you time to write that letter. Oh, you yeah, had to I know. go down to and, the post office. And my dad still does it. Sure. Well, and some people do mm-hmm. because, and I think unfortunately, it is a lo- it is becoming a lost art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get that, and that's fine. I, I know that things things change, and we have to accept that. But just send an email. Yeah. Well, but you or know a text. what? Text or tweet or tweet. But and see, and you, hold you on. Don't ex- you don't expect a response to a tweet, though. Sometimes you do expect a response to a text. And sometimes you don't get the response to the text. Sometimes he, there, sometimes he sends me texts, texts that are declarative and sentences, wait, and uh, this is, this and is not a question. Wait, <laughs> I don't. You, you just told me a thing. Okay, yes, I know. I know. I know the thing. But we're making a lot of declarative sentences here. The expectation is that somebody but, else is going <laughs> to well, say something. But so, so to me, and and somebody can, can do the research and and tell us which one of us is is right at this point because it, somebody probably has, um, and I just don't know what it is or somebody needs to because it's a good information to have yes it is and and there is on when you are sending out a tweet i am and again i could be completely wrong at this but so much of it leads me to think that you represent a constituency of one because See, I, don't, I don't think that's no, no 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 because because your response is not especially if you do it like this mm. because you're not thinking you're not 
consulting. You're just reacting. And this goes back to last week. You know, the reaction, people just reacting to things. Right. And that's where that's where I think it falls apart because these are people who are not representing, you know, they're not speaking, they're not speaking for a community or even a part of a community. They're speaking for themselves. Now they may share the same opinion as a bunch of other people in that community, right. but at that moment they don't know that. Um, and they and they may well, yeah. unless somebody sits there and says, you know what, I think purple unicorns with wings is a really good thing for a new TV show or you know something. I don't know. It's some weird. If off it the is, wall. if it, it is, is, by the way, he just said it so that you five cents for every it's, time it it's airs. called happy. Oh, is that? He's not a unicorn, but you know it's a. It's a so it's so, so you imaginary you, flying horse. Oh, okay. It's based on a Grant Morrison book. Oh, okay, yeah. sci-fi's doing it. Cool. But but my point is, if you've got somebody who is way off the reservation with what they think. Sure. Then there's more of a chance that they're going to be saying something that other people aren't agreeing with. If you've got somebody who's reasonable, mm -hmm. rational, semi-rational, part, partly rational, somewhat can it, rational. Can appear rational from a distance? Yeah, you know, if, as long as you <laughs> Oh, have, I've gotten way too close. I need to back away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't look don't look sideways or 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 you know, squint your eyes too much. But uh -huh. yeah, it you know the idea that somebody can tweet in a vacuum i don't think applies i don't i don't think you People can sit do it all say, the time no, you, yeah but you don't you can't isolate one one person one user one account and that one thing that they say and then that's just them because you still have to allow for the for the for the fact that there are a number of other people that are going to agree with that well opinion, and, and whatever and, that opinion and, is and i mean there's a bunch certainly. of people that think that alexandria ocasio-cortez is the greatest thing since sliced bread and then there's another group that thinks that she's dumber than a box of rocks there's a group mm. that believes one or the other mm. or both. You, you know there's always going to be more than one person who in general sure thinks sure but, an opinion. But I also don't think that you can look at... Because a million people can tweet an opinion, you cannot weight it the same way. And from a... From a and maybe people, maybe people are, but they shouldn't. But you cannot wait at that million people versus the 6,000 letters that NBC got from this TV show because the weighting is completely different. Well, and I think that I think that that's again somebody needs to do a study if they haven't already. Um, I, would, I, reckon, I would be interested. I recommend a PhD paper on this, guys, because it's probably it'll probably get, make your make your uh, academic career if you can you actually know, make this all work. Uh, right now, according to our survey results, three percent of the people who've responded to our our mm -hmm. market survey, three percent are PhD. So Ladies and gentlemen, one of them can um, we would step in. I would love team. to learn this because honestly, it affects everything that. The internet touches, and it affects advertising, and it affects broadcasting, and it affects yeah. co content creation for a network. Whatever, whether it's it's the big or, three or or, 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 or yeah, I mean whatever it is, because it's if the, again if the loudest voice in the room is the one you shouldn't be listening to because they just happen to be a better organized troll army hmm. versus the actual fans of the show, right? Then maybe you need to know that. Peter Samitty, thoughts. Uh, Peter Samitty of Alterna Comics. He posted uh, a video this week. He says there are two words to save the the comics industry, and and this goes to that kind of thing in terms of online behavior mm. and whatnot. He says there's two words of how you save the comics industry, and I and I think it expands. You could say this for fandom as well, just in general. Okay. 
responsibility and accountability. And have, those two things. I have no problem with either of those. If you are going to put out a tweet, you're going to put out an email, you're going to do a blog post or do a, you know, jump on a comment thread or mm. whatever. One, you've got to be responsible with what you say. You have to be responsible for your own behavior. Think about what you're saying. Yes. Do and not respond. Do not. Yeah. Do not respond. <laughs> do not respond in anger. Yeah. And, and the other thing is accountability, where if you post something or you do something that's stupid or irresponsible or irrational or uh, disrespectful or you know, fill in the blank, you have to be willing to take the hit for it. If you do something that is so outrageous and you should not have done it, then you need to be able you need to be willing to take the take this take the arrow. And admittedly we talked about this last week too. There is the issue of um the anonymity aspect of the internet. Mm-hmm. And I realize again, we talked about this. It was hard. It's it's hard to figure out a way. I part of me wants to get rid of anonymity be, so people will be accountable. And part of me says that's a very bad idea. And yeah. I think and we talked about the fact that you you mentioned that there's very finding the balance on that is right. like quicksand, a, a mountain rolling back and forth in quicksand. Right. There's just no way to do it. But uh, that said, um, just a thought. Uh, to, to consider if you're going to say you're sorry online the phrase i'm sorry you were offended <laughs> should be banished from because because that's not an apology kids right you know i'm i'm sorry you were offended is i'm fine with what i said i'm sorry you were upset by it that's not an apology well an apology is i said something i should not have said and i'm sorry done period and then you can expand on on why you shouldn't have said it or whatever it is right. but at no point is i'm sorry you were offended the actual and there's that's so, it cannot okay, stop so let there. me ask you this so so sorry. somebody sorry. somebody points out that you're behaving badly uh-huh. and you sit there and you say i'm i'm sorry i didn't realize what i was doing what i was doing would have offended anyone and now people have pointed this out i can understand why you'd be offended and so i'm sorry we're going to do something different is that an acceptable version of that or, or it, no. that's that's well that that's you're saying you're, you're saying turning, a lot more you're turning it around right on no you're other. you're not you're not saying it's your fault you were offended and i say what has happened with the concept of the public apology mm. in the last five years or so right. it's it's not new by the way but it's really become a big thing again the internet tv all the stuff we get instant feedback on someone's behavior um when they say you know I'm sorry, you know, I apologize for the offense that I have caused. You know, there's there's ways to say it where you're actually going, no, this is my fault. Yeah. I did the bad thing. And if you're upset about it, I'm sorry for that, but I did the bad thing. Now, the other, the, the flip side of that Except responsibility. Is you have people that are, as in the case with these two YA authors, and mm. do anything wrong, they wrote a book. Mm-hmm. And... They're sorry they wrote the book. Why? I mean, well, they're probably not sorry they wrote the book. They're probably sorry that uh, people didn't read their book and decided decided to make a lot of assumptions and decisions and loud statements about things they didn't read. Yeah, and and there are probably some people who have made apologies for things they've been accused of that 
some some people would take that apology as an admission of guilt. Mm-hmm. Aha! Well, he said he was sorry. That means he did it. In some yeah, cases, whatever that whatever that is, that, they, that may actually be what they're doing. In some cases, not. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a twisty, windy path that you just you there's no there's no easy one magical well, one, answer. One baseline is to recommend to remind people that when you are saying that I am sorry, the critical word there is I mm-hmm. and sorry because I but mean there's you're lying no sorry. Saying you're sorry means accepting responsibility for your actions and yes. and what you did wrong. And there are a lot of we people do that. right now. There are a lot of people right now that are not doing that. Oh God, I know. Uh, I know. And some of them call themselves professionals in in, in unfortunately our industry, yes in our yes. industry. We're seeing a lot of that right now. Um, uh, I know. And we haven't even gotten to the topic we we're going to talk about this week. I, I know. I told, I told Tim. I said. We'll mm-hmm. do something benign this week. Mm-hmm. And I, I said that. He said it. He said it. And, and you, I meant it. You need to apologize now. <laughs> well, it's John's fault for giving us his feedback. Oh, oh, wait, 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 <laughs> We're wait. responding to our audience. Uh-huh, uh-huh You know, it's audience uh-huh. feedback. We're responding to the audience feedback, right? Folks, also <laughs> blaming someone for providing <laughs> reasonable feedback uh, when when asks for it is also not how it's done. Shame on you, sir. Shame. Yes, 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 yes. No, I, you know, we, we do we do like getting feedback on our shows because we, we don't get yeah. a lot of it. Um, and John had some really good points to make on, well, on some things. And, and it is a conversation that we will probably circle back to, I'm sure. And if we're talking um, and, and if we're going to come out here and talk about that sort of thing and somebody is going to say, aha, I disagree. Okay. That's exactly what we're talking about. I mean, yeah. and but it's also a, a reasoned response. It's not like, you two. Uh, How dare you send us a tweet? You know, or, uh, or you that? know. We're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, what we are going to do <laughs> with with the remainder of our time, why don't we actually get into our topic? Craziness. I That's madness, know, you say. No, I mentioned earlier world domination. We do have some plans and schemes afoot. Um, Tremble in fear. I mean, um, shall, we, shall we start? <laughs> I mean, uh, I didn't mean that. Sure. Shall we start with tomorrow? Mm, yeah. Uh, tomorrow is March 3rd, Sunday. We have a double feature screening that we're going to be co-hosting mm-hmm. with Alamo Draft House downtown in Kansas City. Um, the FP and its sequel. Now, for those of you who don't know what the FP is, it's a movie that was made, oh, I think 2015, I think, I think is when it came out. How to describe... The FP. Picture, if you will. Uh, okay, so uh, it is a it is a post-apocalyptic dystopian future setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the FP refers to a particular neighborhood that is being fought over by a couple of different gangs. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so far. Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. I, we again we, so we painted we have, a picture. Dystopian future gang warfare in a neighborhood called the FP. Right. And these gangs do battle for control of this neighborhood through dance halls. Dance. Dance revolution. 
takes on a completely different meaning now. And already I am on board with this madness. <laughs> Dustin would have a field day with this. Oh, see, the beautiful thing about this is that, so we talk about this all the time over on Zompocalypse Now, is that the, the uh, post-apocalyptic stories have a tendency to become repetitive uh-huh. and... Oh look, we've seen this before, and oh no, humanity is the monster. Oh, There's okay. only so many different ways that you can that you can decay civilization. Exactly. Um, but hey, yeah. with a dance off. A dance off. <laughs> see, but see, I it, love this. It, 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 and there's a twist. Because <laughs> of course there. Because you have the the dance off software. It's a it's you know the interactive video right, like yeah. you'd see in the in the video arcade now. You know the mm-hmm. little pop 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 right. you know thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that again. My kid. Um, my kid actually has done. Uh, do that again, please. No. Um, Can we get a replay on that? I mean, this, we are recording this. Yeah, playback. At, <laughs> at the end of this, whoever loses the game mm-hmm. dies. I believe that's actually how all dance competitions are handled these days. Isn't that? Isn't that how? Um, come dancing works, or or uh, strictly come dancing is, isn't isn't yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the solution uh, to most I mean, dance programs? I, the, I don't I don't follow most dance programs. That's, that's I, the Simon Call the Simon, Simon Caldwell method of judging, right? <laughs> isn't that why they added Paula yeah. Abdul because she actually knows what she's talking about when it comes to dancing? I mean, Cold hearted snake. All right, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> very nice, sir. Very nice. So, so the FP uh, apparently they they crowdfunded or they did they raised enough uh, to make a sequel. Sure, uh, because that's what you do when you have dance off dystopian gang warfare neighborhood control movies. You this seems like a another. true statement to me. Yes, I. So, I'm a... <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we're doing a double feature ne- uh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to be down there, and weather permitting, of course. Here we are. We got. For those of you who don't know, supposedly we're going to get a lot of snow tonight. We'll see what happens, and hopefully it'll be safe. Yeah, I'm hearing five to um, a double feature picture show. See androids fighting Brad and Janet. <laughs> <laughs> now, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be? Sick? Okay, so now I want a remake made with the cast of Rocky Horror Picture Show for this very film, because a lot of them are still around, and I think that that would just be amazing. And and that actually Richard comes, O'Brien, make a note. And that actually comes from our brand new subscriber, Richard Richard uh, Robert. No, sorry, Robert. Robert. Hello, Robert. Robert Heinzon. Robert Heinzon. Yeah. I know Robert Heinzon. Hi, Rob. So there we are. Um, and that's actually, that's got us up to how many? Or at least I know a Robert Heinzen. It's probably the same one. I, I would not expect there are too many Robert Heinzens around. I, well, if it's if it's Rob, good to hear from you, my friend. It's been Hi, a while. Rob. Thanks for joining the channel. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, so we're doing that. And then I got an email this week that we have been approved. Mm-hmm. For media credentials to Fan X Salt Lake Comic Convention. Yeah, that's the that's the new, formerly known as Prince name for the Salt Lake Comic Con. Since the whole Comic Con is owned by uh, yeah, that's a whole we've we've had that discussion before. Turns you can, out, oh dear, there's a, there's <laughs> oh a new dear. story. No, there's a new development story. You remember oh, how no. we talked about de- uh-huh. how, how stories always change? Yeah, um, there is now a report because. Um, uh, Salt Lake has filed an appeal on the Ninth Circuit Court. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There are a, there are a few well known stars mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. who are willing to file amicus briefs on behalf of Salt Lake, basically saying, we've been going to Comic-Cons for years, and we've always been under the assumption that Comic-Con stands for Comic Convention. Mm-hmm. And it's a generic term, and salt, uh, salt Xerox, is, Kleenex. Is it's yeah. it's passed into, it's passed into public use to the point where it can't actually well, be viewed as. A, I don't even think that it could have been at the beginning of it all because it's just I'm an abbreviation sure for two words. I mean, Xerox, Xerox, and Kleenex are brand names that are specifically created words that have become. Mm-hmm. The generic, you know, they become genericized, well, like, whatever. Like, but Comic Con, I, I wouldn't expect that anybody would have been able to own that from from, from the get go, right? But anyway, yeah. So we've got uh, good Zachary, for them, Zachary Levi, mm-hmm. who is uh, coming out in a new movie, Captain Marvel. Little picture, and he is Captain Marvel. Okay, fight so me. so I'm not going to fight him because no. he's right. But for those yeah. of you who uh, the movie Shazam. He's not in the other Captain Marvel movie. And that is the same Robert. So, hey, you know. excellent. Um, yes, uh, Zachary Levi from Shazam. Um, Hi, Rob. Um, Manu Bennett mm-hmm. from Arrow. He's right, he yeah. played Deathstroke in Arrow. He's been in a number of other things, but that's what most people will. A lot of fan, a lot of fandom from. Uh, Spartacus. He was mm-hmm. in Spartacus. No, um, was it Spartacus? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Spartacus. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, and then um, um, Kevin Sorbo. Mm. They've all basically come out and said, that this is, this is, this is, why is this a thing? Yeah. So they're, there's a, they're willing to file amicus briefs, uh, friend of the court documents on behalf. And there are a number of others, but they're the more prominent. And I was going to say that certainly that, that, that could grow quite a bit, actually, yeah. considering that it's a fairly. I have a feeling that this is going to go all the way to the Supreme Court. You know, it depends on it depends on how much money people want to spend. I mean, because I mean, after after a certain point, you're throwing, you're potentially yeah, throwing money in a pit. In principle, though, if you allow San Diego to get away with this, oh, I think they'll fight San Diego to the Supreme Court if San Diego. Yeah. But if I'm wondering if San Diego will fight it to the Supreme Court if it goes against starts going against them. I don't know. I'm, I'm and that's thinking, where I'm wondering. If I'm that, thinking the, the only reason that we've gotten this far is because it was a San Diego court that decided in their favor to begin with. It's possible they should have. They should have requested a change of venue to start with, well. because you know, San Diego Comic Con brings in a lot of money. Well, there's also tons of money. There's also the that. question is how how is the law actually written? Because you get into some of these, you get some of these copyright law things where you can. Yeah, but there've uh, been a lot of people that have examined all of this, and, and I don't. Really, and I don't know, by the way. So I'm, I'm just, I'm. That's a, actually a legitimate question. A, well, I a number of people, a number of people with legal backgrounds mm. have written, have written articles and opinion pieces on this, and basically sure. the general consensus is that San Diego doesn't have a leg to stand on. Which they never not, should have done this anyway, because they actually did trademark. Comic Con at one time, mm-hmm. and it got thrown out right. by the Patent and Trademark Office. They said you can't do this; as a generic term, and so that's that forms a a good deal of the basis for the argument that says, right, yeah, San Diego should not be able to own this word mm-hmm. that this generic word. Um. So yeah. So Fanex Salt Lake mm-hmm. is one of the ones that's on our list. Uh, All Con DFW, which is coming up. 
next is the next week yeah no week after next no it's week after next it's two weeks because today's the second right it's the 16th 17th of all con ah, okay the week after that is c2e2 which is the chicago comics and entertainment expo right and we're gonna beat that one hopefully uh and then the week after that is planet comic-con here in kansas city. here in kansas city so that's the that's the first wave of events. And we actually are going to be out at, at Planet with uh, a friend of ours. Uh, yes, Lenita, Lenita Cook uh, is is going to be out there. She is a contributor on Trailer Park right. here, but she's also got a, a Act Dot Land Alive is her podcast that mm-hmm. she co-hosts. She's a film critic here. Yeah, um, she's always just a pleasure to. To work with yeah she's 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 fun we're, we're trying to do more of that in terms of uh creative partnerships with other other people because we want to make sure that we are um broadening this the material that we can offer to mm-hmm. people but also you know share audiences and kind of grow everybody out and i encourage you to check out her her actual uh film criticism because while i don't always agree with her she actually knows what she's talking about, so we can actually have a conversation where we can disagree and still have watched the same movie and both have actually enjoyed it or not enjoyed it and have come at it from different points. It's it's always nice to talk to her about films. And you know, and to go back to uh, what we talked about earlier, when there are disagreements, you still get along with oh, each yeah. other. We have currently 977 subscribers on our YouTube channel. Yes. We need to get to a thousand before before the fourteenth. Before before the Ides of March, I want to make that a goal. Before the Ides of March, let us get to a thousand subscribers. So if we don't, he's going to come out dressed in a row in a toga. He's going to come out in a toga and he's going to stagger in and he'll turn around and see the knife stick at his back and he will sit there and come up to the camera and go. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. I said I'll stab you all in the back. Yeah, so he'll come out in a toga. <laughs> uh, toga's not happening. Uh, it's it's not that kind of a channel. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, we've, we've had the discussion as our intern has has reminded us off camera. Uh, there is the discussion yeah. of how much if 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 you give us this much money, we will do. <laughs> no, if we Tim will do. It's not a we. That's I a, am not I, a we thing. Kimasai. I have a graphic design degree, and I spend a lot of time in the theater, and I do films for fun. Uh, there's a lot of things that I'll do on camera that uh, I don't have a whole lot of shame. No, 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 no. no. Now I will get... be in the re- with the revival of. Yeah, well, oh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't have the legs to do Frankenfurter. Sorry. The same weekend as Planet Comic Con is also WonderCon. Yeah. Out in Anaheim. Right. We got press passes for that, but I don't have anybody to go out there and cover it yet. Anybody want to volunteer? If you're in Anaheim, let's talk. Uh, Then, in April, we have uh, the Dallas Comic Show, which is the first weekend of April, and I'm Mm -hmm. trying to get us into that one. Um, Then, the week after that, we have Star Wars Celebration. We're very excited about that because this is the first year that we've actually been approved for a media pass. Right, yeah. There have been people that have gone before, 
uh, Jay McDowell went a couple of years ago. Right. He took yeah. a bunch of photographs. He mm-hmm. did a bunch of write-up. But that was on his dime. He was going anyway. He said, hey, do you want me to write up some stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, sure. Um, this is the first time we've actually gotten a media pass. Right. Which is great. You know, and from the back and forth in the emails, Lucasfilm has to approve all of the media passes. Mm, this sure. is not something that Read Pop does. Right. Because I said, well, we got one media pass. We need, can, can we get a pass for our camera person? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's one person. There's like, no, Lucasfilm only approved you for one. We're like, oh, Lucasfilm looks at all of the media applications. So. So that was gratifying to, to at least get that far, right? Yeah. You know? no. So we've got we've got that going on. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else going on in in October in in April? Um, I don't I don't know that there is. Uh, there there's Cape Comic Con in Cape Girardeau. We could probably try to do that one. Um, I mean. Th- there are so many events. You guys, you, when you go to SciFiForMe.com, oh, yeah. click on conventions. We're at one thousand four hundred and seventy, I believe. Oh yeah, I think I think is there a, is there a weekend where there isn't one? No, I didn't think so. I didn't. I mean, there's. I oddly enough, I don't think there the is. weekend of October twelfth is no conventions. You know, whatever it is. Like, say, I'm, I'm I don't think the, so. I'm looking through my. I'm sure there isn't. Um, but it would just be um, like, what's going on on this weekend? Right, right <laughs> now, right now on what happened? Well, here? right now on the Google Calendar mm. for everything. Yeah. Right now, the last weekend of the year is empty. You mean the one with Christmas and New Year's in it? In between Christmas <laughs> and New Year's, December twenty sixth, twenty sixth, twenty eighth. Fair enough. However. There have been conventions sure. on that weekend, oh, yeah. so that that could very well change. Well, and yeah, honestly, looking... celebrating New Year's with a whole bunch of genre fans could yeah, be a lot I mean, of fun. You, well, you can't see that from from there, but oh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. there's a ton of stuff. So realistically, yeah. if we had if we had funding, we could go to a con and report on it every weekend. Yeah, we could. If and, we had funding, if you, if you own a business, <clears throat> if you own a business or you or you manage a business. And you're looking to spend some experimental marketing dollars. We can talk. There's an email address. Advertising at sci-fi for me dot com. Mm-hmm. I have one specifically set up for that. Um, and we're talking to a few people. You know, it's it's one of those things where you have to figure out what kind of resources do you need to to adequately cover the event. Um, you know, and you know, you've got your travel and lodging and and food mm-hmm. um but then there's you know parking you know little, sure, little right. ancillary things you know buying uh extra webcam or some usb extension cables or right, you know, yeah. different things like that you know microphone cables or whatnot um so there's little things plus you've got to spend some money on promoting your site mm-hmm. so you know in, right. in this particular case let's say you know we're we're three weeks out from C2E2 in Chicago, you know, the smart thing for us to do would be to take a little money and buy targeted ads on Facebook, say. Right. And, you know, blanket the Chicago area mm-hmm. with ads for Sci-Fi for Me because we're about to go in there. Um, but that takes money. Right. Which and this is... This really, is... This, this, this tip jar is this is 
This is our budget right here. This is what we've got so far. So. We do this not because we expect to make money at it. It'd be nice. What? But we do it mostly because we think it's interesting and fun and we entertain ourselves. But there is an opportunity. Um, it's true. You know, you look at you look at some of the other genre sites uh, that have that have taken sides in stuff. Mm. We don't. We don't take. We're not going to take a side. We're not going to sit there and say you terrible person because you think X, Y, or Z. Um, but I, I would really like to see us on the forefront in terms of genre reporting. Mm. Not just not just having the opinions and doing the podcasts and the stuff like that, but actually doing the news reporting and right. doing more right. of. And that, that will take money. So, uh, you know, money and interns. Oh, yeah. That's what we need. Well, you managed to not kill this one. Yet. She's making great strides completely on her own without my help to try to kill herself. So I'm just <laughs> stepping back. <and laughs> His active attempts at murder have been curtailed due to her own tendency to try and do it herself. Just pretty much. Which is, you know, you got to give her credit for, like, initiative. Well, you know, <laughs> my my biggest thing that I'm impressed about is the fact that she's <laughs> that she's staying consistent with just the one leg. You know, it's everything's on. That she one actually leg. does have two, but but it makes me wonder. If she's, she's trying saving, really, she's really hard for later to make it one. It's like a concerted effort, and it is pretty impressive. <sighs> I am personally am in awe. And then after. After Star Wars Celebration, we've got Fan Expo Dallas. Yeah. We have Smallville Con, mm -hmm. which used to be Smallville Comic Con. Thanks, San Diego. Um, but, see, you know, that's, we, we, there are a number of events that are preemptively changing their names. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you've got that that you're dealing with. But yeah, we've got Smallville Con. We've got Fan Expo Dallas. Um, Fan X Salt Lake is going to have another event in September. Mm -hmm. uh, they've split things up now. They've got fall. They've got spring, and they've got uh, fall. Which, considering we've talked about this before, uh, God, a long, long time ago, where when they get to this scale that some of these places are operating as, it is the ability to to enjoy the experience diminishes mm -hmm. because there's yeah. too many people. Yeah, or the focus gets split between you know you get. Hollywood versus comic books, like with right, New York, yeah. that was a big complaint about New York, and it's a big complaint about San Diego, is you've got so many of these events that have become too, too much Hollywood and not enough comic book. Right. So, and that, and that's another thing we talk about because uh, I'm we're hearing rumors. Uh oh. Uh, and and considering the source, I'm going to take this with a great big bag of salt. Okay. But Jude Terror over at Bleeding Cool is reporting that he's heard uh, that Joe Casada and C.B. Sobolski are doing this big panel down at South by Southwest in an effort to save Marvel Comics because the rumor is, and this I've is heard, just rumor, I've heard part of this rumor as well, that Disney could be looking to shut down Marvel Comics and maybe license the characters to other publishing imprints like IDW or Image. They're already doing some of that. IDW is printing some Marvel, Marvel stories. Um... But the the word on the street is that Disney could be looking to completely shut down Marvel Comics in toto permanently. 
because apparently the comics industry is not doing all that great. Who knew? Well, and I've also heard that it's not—it's not just Marvel. There's also some a DC component in there DC's because having, DC's, DC's having problems too. Yeah. DC is scaling back their. They're at seventy some titles right now, and they're scaling it back to I think fifty-two. And this is not like this is not like. No, no, I think it's going even lower than that because 50, 52 was what they were trying to maintain with with the new fifty-two initiative, and they haven't been at fifty-two titles in a long time. Maybe, maybe, it, yeah, it may, I think it, they're cutting it down even more to maybe like a couple of dozen. But I'm, so it's it's a it's a th- curious thing that it was the nineteen nineties that almost killed the comic industry, and then they recovered, and a lot of that came out of. And I'm I'm seeing some people that are talking about the fact that the sales numbers now. When all of the all of the the editorial people are saying the comics are just fine, but the sales numbers now are worse than they were in the crash of the '90s, and you've got you know you've got some fifty or sixty comic book shops shutting down every year. That's not a healthy industry. There are, from what I understand, um, there is real fear that they're going to drop below the fifteen hundred mark for actual comic book stores, which is like uh, considered to be. Like, that's the death knell. A death knell because because some some businesses you know once you get below that number there's most most kinds of business have a number where below that it's not a sustainable thing. So unfortunately, I mean, and have we ever seen online numbers from any publisher talking about their digital copies? No, because nobody ever. I I didn't think we had, and unfortunately, you know, because twenty two is what uh, Sci Fi Snob says. Thank you. Um, which you know what 22, 22 well sold titles or twenty two well done titles, you know, great. Um, there are other other comic book companies that have gone by with a lot less. So, well, uh, uh, sci fi sci fi snob also says, "What will you do for a thousand subscribers?" He says, "You're doing it backwards. If you do something crazy, if you don't get subs, then you won't get subs." So I guess we have to do something crazy to get the subs, not. Do the crazy after we get the subs. Fetch the toga. <laughs> I'll get my knife. <laughs> Actually, show, show me. Let me. No, I shouldn't because we'll get demonetized even further than we are now. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Speaking of monetization, we're not we're not there anymore as it is anyway. But uh, we do want to encourage you to go visit our sponsor, SuperheroStuff.com. Please enter the promo code Sci-Fi for Me Ten. We will circle back to this and other topics uh, on another week. Right now, we are out of time, uh, so we're going to close that down. Thank you very much for watching. If you're watching on on YouTube and if you're listening to this as a podcast later, thank you very much for tuning in. And we will do this all next week again. And thank you for comments. Thank you yes. for comments and questions. And because, like we talked about last week, um, it is it needs to be a conversation mm-hmm. and not a bunch of declaratives. Yes. You know. So say we are. So thank you. So we so we declare. All right. And if you do want to send us feedback, you can send us an email h two o at sci fi for me dot com. That's going to do it for us this week. I'm Jason Hunt. I'm Timothy Harvey. And this has been the H two O podcast. Thanks. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2019 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.